Praise the Lord. God has been good to me. God has been good to me. I'm so thankful. Oh, thank you, God. Can you just thank him for a minute? Oh, Jesus, Jesus, glory to your name. Forgive me. Ah, God has been good to me. I'm going to be quick today. I'm not going to be a long time. Uh, I'm going to turn to Psalm 107, 107 verse 1. It says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Somebody lift up your hands and thank Him today. God, I thank You for where You brought me from, oh God. Lord, I thank You, Lord, for Your anointing. God, I thank You for Your Spirit that's in this place. Lord, let your blood sweep through this place like a flood. Lord, and sweep out every ounce of doubt. Lord, every ounce of depression, anxiety. God, anything that would hinder your people. Lord, from consuming your word today, God. Lord, let your blood sweep it out. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Today, I'm going to talk to you for just a minute on this title. God is good. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Some of the best advice that I've ever been given was probably some of the simplest advice I've ever been given. It's simply, we serve a mighty big God. Now, I've repeated that phrase to myself that somebody whispered in my ear more times than I can count, and it's pushed me through several situations in my life where I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's helped me remember that Jesus is the light at the end of every tunnel, no matter how long it may seem. He is there and he will meet you at the end. Even if you feel like you're by yourself in the middle of it, I promise you, if you just hold on, if you tuck your chin and put one foot in front of the other, he will meet you. I promise you he will. The constant reminder that no matter what I face, I serve a God that can handle it. It births confidence. You know what the most wonderful thing about that advice that I was given is? Is that it's true. You see, before God robed himself in flesh and and revealed his name to his people, before he walked on this earth and ministered for those three and a half years They didn't know who he was. They knew that he was God. They knew that he was the Savior, that he was the master and creator of all things, but they didn't know him. They they knew titles of him. He he couldn't reveal his name to them yet, so he showed himself to them in in, uh, attributes of who he was. He, He revealed himself by his characteristics like El Shaddai, the Lord God Almighty. 
El Elyon, the Most High God. Jehovah Ra, the Lord my shepherd. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. El Olam, the everlasting God. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provides. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. And he is always, always without fail, proved himself worthy of those titles. He proves himself to be the Lord God Almighty when he stepped into nothing and created a universe so expanse and enormous that we cannot even with today's technology find its boundaries. When he moved into an empty vacuum of space and completely illuminated it with just four words, let there be light. With just his words, he created the natural world, everything that you see, you feel, you smell, you hear, from the greatest, tallest mountain to the tiniest piece of bacteria. He made it all with just his words. He proved himself to be the most high God when he was put on trial against Baal. Whenever Elijah the prophet said, whoever is truly God, let him answer by fire and consume an an altar that was completely consumed by water. They had dumped so much water on it and the prophets of Baal were expecting Baal to drop fire from heaven and consume this offering and God proved himself that he is the most high God, that there is no other God beside him, no other God exists, no God was formed before him, and none will be formed after him. He said, I am the most high God, and with fire from heaven he consumed a dripping wet offering and proved himself, proved himself to be God. He proved himself to be our shepherd. Whenever the children of Israel walked up to the edge of the Red Sea with mountains behind them, the army behind them, mountains on each side of them, wilderness beside them, had nowhere to go. Nothing. They had nothing to do. They were trapped, but they trusted in God. They trusted in Him that He would lead them, that He had led them to that water, that He would continue to lead them. And with a strong east wind, He sent the water to stand up like a wall on each side of them, so strong that it didn't just stand the water up, but it dried the ground so that they could walk across on dry land. He proved Himself to be our shepherd. He proves Himself to be a healer. Whenever Hannah cries out to God wanting a child... And she was barren and she couldn't have a child. And not only did he heal her womb and allow her to have a son, but a prophet was born from her. Something that was empty, something that was broken and could never be used. God proved himself to be a healer and created something that he could use out of emptiness. He proves himself to be our provider when his children were wandering through the wilderness hungry. And he rained down manna from heaven so that they could eat every day. And they did not go hungry. When they had no access to any food or shelter, they had nothing. They were wondering. And they asked God. They cried out to God saying, we're hungry. And supernaturally, he fed them from heaven. He proves himself to be the God of peace. When three Hebrew boys stood before a king that had a furnace burning seven times hotter than it was ever meant to burn. And he said, if you don't bow down to this false God, if you don't bow down to this idol that I have created, then you'll walk into that fire and you'll die today. And peace 
peace that cannot be explained moved on those three boys who knew who God was. They knew that that idol was not God, that it was empty, it had no power, but their God was real. And they said, we are not even careful to answer you in this matter. We know that whether he saves us today or not, he is capable of bringing us out of your hands. Whether I die today and meet him on the other side, or whether he walks into that fire with me, I have peace knowing that my God is for me. He proves himself to be peace in the midst of chaos. He effortlessly, effortlessly delivers and comes through for his people to prove himself to be the all-powerful, almighty God that he says that he is. Why does he do it, though? Because he loves us. He does it because he loves us. You turn to 1 John 4, 8 through 10. He says, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. I don't have anything that's just going to blow your mind today. I don't have anything that's just going to turn your life around and then just make you realize something new in the Bible. But I just need you to know that God loves you. Through everything that you've been through in 2018, whatever it is that you've been dragging with you, every, every ounce of turmoil that you've fought, every victory, every defeat, God has loved you through it all and He will continue to love you. His love for you is fierce and uncontrollable. It's endless. We see His love shine through everything that Jesus ever did. Everything. See, he, he showed who he was and his characteristics in the Old Testament because his name had not yet been revealed. But in the New Testament, a son was born. A Savior was given to man, the Lamb of God that would take away the sin of the world. He walked in love. He preached in love. Everything he did was in love. He was moved with compassion when he fed 4,000 men with only seven loaves and a few little fishes. He showed his love when he stretched out his clean hand and touched the unclean leper and made him whole. That's always fascinated me. That leprosy is such a, such a fierce disease that just contact with it can contaminate you can completely start tearing your body into pieces. And Jesus touched him, and the reverse happened. It wasn't the sickness that consumed Jesus and tore his body apart, but there was so much love, there was so much holiness, there was so much power in the hand of Jesus that it, it just a touch. Then it reversed the cycle, and healing started flowing. Virtue started flowing from his body and wiped out this uncurable disease. When his disciples were afraid of the storm and he calmed that great tempest with just a sentence, even though he said, little faith, why do you think that I'm going to let this ship that I'm sleeping in sink? Do you think that I'm going to let you perish while I'm sitting right here in the middle of you? But in spite of their lack of faith that he saw, he didn't lay there and allow them to continue in fear and turmoil. 
He didn't allow them to suffer any longer. Even though he saw a lack of faith, they were his. They were his children that he loved. And so he spoke into the world that he created and calmed a storm that was so fierce that these fishermen were afraid for their lives. That's something, just a little a tangent that pastor was talking about this morning, talking about the, the woman who came to him wanting her daughter to be healed. And, and God said, he said to her, it's, it's not for dogs to receive the meat of the children. And I started thinking about that. And I thought, you know, I understand what Jesus is talking about. I understand that he's saying, you know, I came to bring salvation to the Jews first. I came to bring healings for for my children first, but I have a dog. I have a dog, and that dog doesn't understand everything that I know. That dog can't speak my language. It doesn't understand everything that I understand, but it's my dog. I love that dog. Say, Elijah, why would you run out in the middle of the street to snatch your dog out from in front of a semi-truck and risk your own life to save this dog because it's my dog, because I love that dog. And Jesus was willing to stop in his tracks, stop his ministry for this dog, which was a woman, but his metaphor was that she was not worthy to be receiving the things that he had for the children of Israel. And he stopped everything because of love. Because of her faith in him, he, he loved that faith that he saw inside of her. He, he showed his love when he stood toe-to-toe with a legion of demons. And just his presence, just, he hadn't even said anything yet, just his presence sent them cowering to their knees. And when he overpowered them and sent them running into a herd of swine, all for the sake of just one soul. Thousands of demons He was not afraid of. He was not scared to stand toe-to-toe with just for one of his people. I don't know about you, but I can put my life in these situations. I I can see what it's like whenever I come before God unclean. Whenever I come before him and I'm broken and I'm impure. And I can say, God, I know that I have messed up. I know that I am not... I'm dirty, God. I know that I have, I have fallen short, but please have mercy on me. And his clean hand would reach into my mess, reach into my situation, despite everything that I'm bringing to him, despite how filthy I am. He would reach his perfect clean hand into my life and bring me out. I know what it's like to be in the middle of a storm. I know what it's like to be looking around and you don't see anything but wind and waves and rain and and dark clouds and you don't understand where you're at because you're in the eye of the storm. And I know that God knows the path that I take, but I was scared and I cried out to God and He heard me. He heard my cry and stopped my storm. He brought me out of darkness into His marvelous light. I understand what it is like to be lost. And to see where I'm going again. I know what it's like. God. I know what it's like. To hear a thousand voices in my head. And not know which way is up or down. Or left or right. And not know which voice to listen to. And have to silence everything out. And just listen to the one still small voice of my Savior. I know what it's like. I can put myself in those shoes. I have been in a place where I received undeserving love. Where I received compassion and I did not deserve it. 
And I know I'm not the only one today who has received the blood of Jesus on my life, who has received compassion whenever I was broken. I know that somebody else in this place has experienced the love of God in your life. I want you to remember Remember the things that you have been through. Remember the things that God has brought you from. Uh, Above all else, He showed His love in the Garden of Gethsemane when He humbled Himself and said to His Spirit, Thy will be done. Not me, but if it's your will for me to drink this cup, then I'll take it. When the great I am, the Lord God Almighty held out his wrists to be shackled. When the king of heaven and commander of all of its armies, thousands upon thousands of angels at his command, was willingly dragged before his accusers, and he innocently accepted our guilt so we could be free. He showed his love when he allowed them to chain his wrists to a post and whip his body with jagged shrapnel hanging from the cat of nine tails where they beat him until his flesh hung off of his bones and he sat in a puddle of his own blood all for the healing of my body. He showed his love for us when they put a cross on his back, his beaten and broken dehydrated body, dragged it all the way up Calvary's hill when they drove those nails through his hands and through his feet, and they lifted up his exhausted body up on that cross where he hung by his joints. He lost his strength to hold himself up with his muscles. Can you imagine for a minute what our Savior went through for us? Where he hung by the joints of his shoulders and stood on those nails Until his body couldn't hold himself up anymore and he suffocated. He showed his love when he looked into 2018 from that cross and saw Restoration Apostolic Church. Saw our faces. Saw you today. You might think that you just happened to walk in here today. He saw you 2,000 years ago. He knew where you were yesterday. He knew where you've been And he saw your face. And he chose to stay on that cross and suffer knowing that he could come down at any moment because he knew that if he didn't stay, we would all be lost. He stayed and suffered a torturous death so you and I can live. That is love. He took all sin, yours, mine, past and present, future. His blood was enough to cover every ounce of it and he took it all on his shoulders and suffered our punishment, my punishment. He went to the grave for me and no greater love hath any man than a man would lay down his life for his friends. But then, that's not the end of the story. I'm sorry, I'm crying like a baby, but I love him. I love him. (laughs) The third day he rose, rose up out of that grave. 
with all power in heaven and earth in his hands, the keys to death, hell, and the grave, so you and I could walk in the power and authority of newness of life. I told you I wouldn't be long today. I'm coming to a close. Matthew, book of Matthew, 18, 11 through 14. 18, 11 through 14. For the Son of Man is come to save that which is lost. How think you? What, what do you think about this? How think you if a man have a hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray? Doth he not leave the ninety and nine and go into the mountains and seek that which is gone astray? And if so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more of that one sheep than the ninety and nine which went not astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father, which is in heaven, that any one of these little ones should perish. I'm one of those little ones. You're one of those little ones. He's making an analogy right here, and he's letting you know. He's prophesying of him own self, of his own self, saying, if one shepherd will go into the mountains for one sheep, that is lost. How far, how far will I go to save the people that I love? How high of a mountain will I climb with a cross on my back to find the people that I love? What lies will I tear down to find the people that I love? What, what shadows will I illuminate and show you my love? What darkness will I step into to find you. <laughs> See, after Jesus resurrected himself, he went showing himself to his disciples. He showed himself so they could see his salvation and the love that he had, he had expressed on that cross. You can stand with me. I promise I'm coming to a close. <laughs> he took all that pain and confusion that they were feeling. He took every ounce of it and he turned it into joy by showing himself to him. See, so many of us are dealing with situations that have us hurt and sad and confused. And maybe you got some situations in your life that are stressful. You need God to bring some things into focus. This altar is open. This altar is open. Stop. Step out today. Let the love of God touch your heart and your mind remind you of who he is just like he stepped through the walls in that room let God step through your walls of doubt that you've been hiding behind your walls of depression your walls of anxiety your walls of oh I'm not good enough to come into the presence of God the walls whatever your wall is that you've built up and been hiding behind whatever the situation is God is ready to step through that wall if you would just turn your focus to him don't be afraid to step out and experience this love that God has poured out to you. Step out today because He loves you. Love of God. 
restoration in this place today I don't know what it is that you brought in here with you but it's come into contact with the love of Jesus it's come into contact with it and I believe 
that no matter what it is that you brought in here with you, that if you will push one more time, if you'll push one more time and lift up your voice, really lift up your voice and reach out for that love that God has brought into your life, that love that he's stepped into this building with today. If you lift up your voice and cry out to him, then that love will embrace you so strong. That love will move in your life and restore what you thought was lost. It will restore things in your life. So one more time, as we sing one more time, I want you to lift up your voice with everything that you've got. Cry out to God with desperation, with faith believing that God will work in your life. Shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. Snow wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down. Lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. said sister sister jenny just called and that brother josh was having a seizure and asked we'd lift him up right now could you call on him right now come on we need to touch heaven for brother josh right now lift your voice right now come on somebody come on there's power in this house there's power in faith there's power in prayer God can touch here. He can touch there. Hallelujah. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we lose healing on our brother right now. Touch it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for being a healer. Thank you for your mercy and grace. There's power in this room today. Brother Elijah mentioned that there's restoration power to be restored. The scripture says like this that we have all been given a, this ministry of reconciliation, a word, a faith that we can speak. There's a name that we can speak that helps bring people back into favor with God. And, and uh, before we leave today, I want you to get somebody by the hand that you can pray with for a moment. Maybe you feel led especially to pray with somebody. But I need you to do more than just lift, you, lift up your hand and praise the Lord right now. I want you to pray for this person. And I want you to speak a word of reconciliation. That God will begin to mend things in their life and fix things in their life. Repair hurts and heartache. Disappointments. Hallelujah. That's it, saints. Come on. We've been through a lot together this year. We're still together. Because the Lord's bit us together. Lord, right now, let the peace of God, let the love of God, let the joy in the Holy Ghost fall on your people. Lord, begin to mend and heal. Strengthen God. Lord, put back together. Put back in place. Woo, bind up, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Let healing and blessing flow. Lord, let the unity of the Holy Ghost hallelujah fall in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we give you praise. Come on, could you clap your hands and lift your voice? Could you just begin to rejoice for a few moments? Come on, this is our last Sunday service in 2018. Could you just rejoice for a moment that God's brought you through? Maybe you didn't know if you'd even see this last Sunday of the year, but here you are. Maybe you didn't know if you'd still be serving God when 2018 was over, but here you are. Oh, yeah. You should have been there when I Come on, somebody. church was on fire. Woo! From the top of my head, the sole of my feet, I felt the spirit moving all over. I dare you to grab you a dance partner and dance for just a moment. I dare you. Grab somebody by the hand and say, come on, let's dance for just a moment. Let's shout the victory for just a moment. Get you a shout, buddy. Come on. Come on, Holy Ghost, you from the top of my head.
Aren't you thankful for the Holy Ghost in your life? For that river of living water? Come on, give him a hand clap. Shout the victory one more time. Have you got the victory? You know you do. Because God give it to us. Thanks be to God that gives us the victory. Man, if you got Jesus, you got the victory. Whatever's coming your way can't defeat you. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Let me tell you, God is on your side. Aren't you thankful for God tonight? Hallelujah. What a great God we serve. One more time together. Get the hand of somebody beside you. Lift it up. Let's pray before we're dismissed. We've been in this all year together. We're going out of it together. In Jesus' name. Lord, we love and praise you today. Hallelujah. We're thankful for the victories, God. You've seen us on the mountaintop. You've seen us in the valley. You've seen us through the trial and test in the fiery furnace. Lord, you've prepared a table in the presence of our enemies. You've been there every step of the way. And we give you praise in this house. We give you glory in this house. Oh, we trust you, Lord. As long as you tarry, God, we're going to be found trusting in you. Holy Ghost is moving all over this building. Hallelujah! I wish if you had the Holy Ghost right now, you could lift your voice and just begin to speak in tongues. Let the Holy Ghost out in this sanctuary. God's moving in this place. People are getting touched right now. Prayers we've been praying for a long time are coming to an answer in this house today. Come on, let the Holy Ghost talk in this house. Come on now, listen. I want you to know something. It's been said a couple of times in this service that when you dance and when you shout, you bruise the head of the one that has tried to destroy you. So for about 30 seconds, can I get somebody that knows what it's like to have the victory? I want you to begin to dance. I want you to begin to bruise the head of the enemy right now. Come on now. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you should have been there when I prayed through. Church was on fire. The Holy Ghost too from the top of my head. Hold up my feet. I felt the spirit moving all over me.
of triumph you ain't got to shout wondering you ain't got to shout doubting I'm talking about shout unto God with a voice of triumph shout to God with confidence that God's already won the battle go ahead and shout with confidence that God's already won the war Shout with confidence that God's going to come through and answer your prayer. Yeah, la mo shandalala wo sata. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Malado salamakaya. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes. Yeah. wo shata. Thank you, Jesus. As we stand looking into the beginning of a new year, I feel like the Lord would talk to us the same way He talked to Joshua and Israel as they got ready to go into the promised land. And one, He, he let them know, he was, I'll be with you. You're not going in by yourself. I'm going to go before you. He was going before them to defeat enemies and foes and to make a way to provide. And, and he told them, be of good courage. Let me tell you something. If long as the Lord tarries and however far we make it into 2019, you can count on this. God's going to be with us. God's going to provide. God's going to win victories. You ain't got to step into the promised land afraid. Uh, you got to step into this new year not knowing what it holds. So I don't know. I'm afraid of what I don't know. Don't worry about it. God already sees it. God's already got the victory. God's going to come through. So I'm telling you like God told Israel, be of good courage. Just keep doing what God said to do, and you're going to prosper. You're going to be blessed. You're going to be fine. There'll be battles. There'll be enemies. Guess what? In 2019, there'll be devils. But they'll always be God. And he said, I've given you all power over the power of the enemy. I'm thankful today that we've got the victory. Amen. Give him another hand clap and shout of praise in this house. Hallelujah. One more good shout, our best, as we go out of service today. One more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 2019. The only repeat of 20, 
of 2018 I want in 2019 is the victories. And that's what I'm looking for. I ain't taking nothing else from 2018 with me except the testimony and the victory. How good God's been, how good God's going to be. That's what I'm taking with me into 2019. We're about to make a whole new testimony out of 2019 of miracles, signs, and wonders, and blessings in Jesus' name. 2019, as long as the Lord tarries, it's going to be the best year you ever had in Jesus' name. I love you. Thank you for being in service today. So great to see every one of you. Don't forget to let Miss Emmy know how much you love her. I'm going to miss her. We appreciate her. Greet our visitors. God bless you in Jesus' name. Don't forget, tomorrow night, 9 o'clock, starts watch night service. We'll start in the gym, have some food and fellowship. We'll be down here to close out the year. want you to be here if you can. Everyone's invited. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.